This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neil. I hope you're all doing good. Boy oh boy has the stress set in this week. There I was last week talking to you, sailing through, feeling relieved that I'd handed in my last essay and my dissertation and I was so chill. Oh sorry, I'm recording this at five o'clock, possibly the worst time I could have picked because it's going to be rush hour traffic. And for some reason, all of the cars outside in my flat just decide to beat bat each other constantly. So I apologize in advance for that. But yes, where are we? So last week I was chilling. This week, oh my God. I think reality really set in when I realized how much I have to do within a certain amount of time. It's all fine and well being like, yeah, only one thing left to hand in. But then when you actually think about the length of time you have to do all the different things, not only for that, but like on top of other things, I was spiraling yesterday. We're on track. We're fine. It's more just the the prospect that I have to hand this in, move out of my flat. Like moving is a big job. I feel like when you think about moving, you're like, oh yeah, it's fine. Like one day parking or whatever. And then it comes to it and you realize how much shit you actually have to do. Because there's obviously the whole parking part, but then there's also the deep cleaning part. I mean, luckily I'm moving out a month and a half before the end of the tenancy, which means I'm not going to have to deep clean the kitchen or living room. Like I will clean it, but it's not really... I, it, it doesn't have to get deep cleaned actually you know that I think about it because two of the girls are staying in the flat so it doesn't need a full like end of tenancy check anyway it's just my room that'll get that so yeah it's not that big a deal I'm just like bigging it up in my head but yeah I've also to record two podcasts get them edited go to Manchester for a weekend go to London for a long weekend actually is it a week I don't really know and I'm just like why do I do this to myself like why do I take on so much at once I'm so ready for the slow, soft life in summer. So ready for the chaoticness to come to an end. Although I say that and then it's just going to be like festival after festival, chaotic energy on holiday. I know it. I why do I, I think I attract chaos. It's am I the problem? <laughs> do you know I've never been to a festival? How mad is that? Like I'm trying to think. I've been to like day festivals in Australia, but I've never done a camping one. And I've never been to one, I've never been to a single festival in the UK, I think, which is really weird. I actually really want to go to a proper festival this year, but like UK ones kind of intimidate me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. First of all, they seem a bit hardcore. And second of all, I don't like that you're playing with fire when it comes to the weather. 
Like the idea of having a fully rained out weekend of a festival is slightly terrifying to me. I actually can think of nothing worse, to be honest. So I would maybe rather do one in somewhere where you can rely on the weather a bit more in Europe. I also don't know how keen I am with the whole tent thing. Like, this is the thing, a camping trip, 100%. Like, I would love to go on a little camping trip with my friends and do the whole tent thing. Yes, but mixing camping with then, like, drinking loads late nights and then just like not being able to freshen up properly in the morning when you're meant to be like you know going out then that day for the festival I don't know I can't wrap my head around it I don't really see the fun in it (laughs) sorry not that I don't see the fun in it I obviously get that it's fun I just don't know if it's for me I think I would be way more likely to veer towards like the teepees or the the glamping or the cabins or like I know Deck Mental in Amsterdam they just do solely cabins don't they or maybe I'm wrong but I feel like I know people that did it in the cabins I'm actually going to one in Belfast the week after I get back AVA although it's not a camping one so you know I can hack that (laughs) I'm actually thinking I'm not gonna drink on day one so that because I just can't imagine myself waking up after drinking being like yeah let's get on it for day two do you know what I mean I'm just not that kind of girl so I'm thinking just enjoy it for what it is on day one without any alcohol and then you're still gonna enjoy it on day two and be able to drink. I've also never been to AVA which is really weird because I feel like all of my friends go every year and have been literally since it was a thing but I have always been working. I've always been doing makeup for it so then you know by the time I'm finished my last client you're not really, you're not really wanting to go. Like you'd be rushing home from work, trying to get ready for it. By that time, your friends are already drinking and probably have already arrived. Yeah, I've just never made it. So this will be my first year. Yeah, that's the weekend after my birthday. So I go, I actually fly home from London on my birthday. I have to make it home for my hair appointment. My blonde hair needs done right now. Right this very second. I can't cope with my rights for one second longer. Um, Well, no, I have to wait two weeks. And then I'm having a little birthday, what shall we call it? It's not a party. Birthday dinner uh, at the weekend, which I'm really excited about. I've been ordering clothes like there's no tomorrow. Like just from the second hand apps. I think, did I get one, one or two things from some small businesses? I think I did. Yeah, I did actually. But I've been getting them all sent to my Belfast address because I was like, well, all of these things are for after I get back to Belfast. They're all for things that are happening in Belfast and on. Um, so there's literally no point in me getting a sense of leads. I'm just going to have to pack it and send it back anyway. And then I risk like it not arriving by the time of my birthday and all this shit. So yeah, anyway, you get the point. I got it sent to Belfast. But now I've encountered the problem where I can't try any of it on. So it's all getting sent there. I'm forgetting what's getting ordered because I'm not there to open it up. I also don't know if anything fits. I don't know if I have stuff to go with it. Like, I, do you know what I mean? I'm not there to try them on and to see how these things are looking on me. And it's stressing me out. I'm like, I think it's just causing me to panic order more. And I need to relax because <laughs> my mum is literally going to have a hernia when she sees the amount of packages sitting on my bed. I mean, it's not all been expensive because it has all just been secondhand. But yeah, it, it needs to stop. Do you know what I've realised over the last couple months? So for so much of my life, like for, I'm honestly going to say the last how many years? I'm going to say back 
since I was 15, we'll say 10 years. Actually, who am I kidding? Definitely longer than that. Anyway, for the for a long time, I have been such a trainer's gal. Like, I only wear trainers with absolutely everything, apart from, you know, really special events like your formal or... God, I don't even know what else. I'm trying to think of other times I've worn heels and I really don't know. Anyway, yeah, aside from formals and things like that, I've just been a trainer girl through and through. It doesn't matter what outfit I'm wearing. Oh, sorry, I tell a lie, actually. When we're in like peak summertime, I'll wear a sandal or like on holiday and stuff, I'll wear a sandal. But aside from that, I'm a trainer girl. I've just always been that bitch that like has one or two pairs of trainers on the go at a time and just rinses them like wears the shit out of them with every single outfit even when it literally does not fit the vibe I will wear them with every outfit until the trainers are done in I get a new pair the cycle repeats so over the last few months I've really noticed myself getting into other shoes it actually started off with me getting myself a pair of cowboy boots a big fat pair of silver cowboy boots huge statement piece when did I buy them like I think it was in January yeah it was after Christmas I got them some Christmas money I it opened me up to a whole new world <laughs> that sounds so dramatic but I was like what have I been doing my whole life why have I stuck to trainers for literally my whole life when there's all these beautiful amazing shoes out there and now I can't stop buying shoes it's an obsession and because I've only had trainers like I don't have other shoes so I'm getting like all these different styles of shoes for every occasion Do you know what I mean? Like most people have an array of shoes so then they know when they need a particular type. Like maybe their black boots get fucked so they're like, okay, this season is the time for me to buy a new pair of black boots. I don't have any of that. So I'm starting from scratch here. I need, I, the other day I got platform Mary Jane's secondhand, Doc Martens, obsessed. But then I'm like, right, I need chunky loafers. I need heels. I need heeled boots. I need biker boots I need a pair of like black or brown western boots I need a nice pair of mules I need like a pointed toe sling back kitten heel and it's just all at once it's not good as I said needs to stop <laughs> but yeah as I said just always been a trainer's girl to be honest I think I've just never been a shoes girl I've never been into them I've never seen the point and you know those people that are like obsessed with shoes and wait for like the latest Nike drops and will spend like 250 pounds on a new pair of dunks and all that like I have just never been that girl I've never been into shoes they've always been the last thought of an outfit for me I've always been very focused on the actual garments and then maybe like the jewelry and accessories and then shoes is like an afterthought for me which is why I just always chuck on trainers but things are changing I think it's called growing up to be honest (laughs) I can't stay as a kid my whole life wearing trainers kicking around the place right pit and peak of the week this week let me see are we starting off with the bad or the good we'll start off with the bad end on a higher note the pit was just the stress levels of the other day I don't know why I let it all get to me so much it got to the point I had a sober smoke do you know how abnormal that is for me I haven't had a sober smoke in so long it was my new year's resolution to stop smoking not that I was like a full-time smoker it takes me probably four months to get through a pouch of tobacco which I really don't think is much of an issue but yeah my new year's resolution was to only have a smoke when drinking because I don't think that's much of a problem especially if you're only drinking every other weekend sometimes I you know only drink like once a month so you know if you're having a few smokes then is it really the end of the world 
I don't think so. So yeah, that was my New Year's resolution. And I broke that the other day by having so much smoke because I was not stressed. Who do I think I am? But yeah, I was just really letting the stress get to me. My parents were ringing me all day, right? I was obviously in the middle of doing uni work and I was like why are they ringing me like there's something urgent I know that when my parents ring me there's nothing urgent because if there was something urgent they would text me that they needed me to answer but they were just con- consistently ringing me throughout the day and I was like would you ever give it a break <laughs> like me sitting there furiously doing things on my laptop meanwhile they're just like incessantly ringing me so I was like right maybe there is something wrong here waited till I had a minute and rang one of them and they were like, no, I'll just ring to see how you are. And I was like, look, that's really nice, but I really need to work. <laughs> My dad actually has a real bad habit of doing this. <laughs> One time, right, I, we had like a, it was when I worked in a bar in Belfast and we had a meeting because basically the bar was being bought over and they were doing all this stuff to it and they were kind of calling this meeting to inform all the staff of what the new changes were going to be, what they were going to expect of us and, you know, just giving us a big debrief and everything. It was quite a serious meeting and it was quite long and collaborative and everyone was expected to be there and like full attention the whole time, like not on your phone. So I'm sitting there in the meeting and my dad starts ringing me, but obviously I'm like, my dad rings me every day. He's just ringing to see how I am. And my phone's on silent, so I just, you know, click the lock button and it stops vibrating. It's fine. One minute later, he's ringing me again. I'm like, mm, to be fair, he does this a lot. Like, he'll just ring you. You don't answer, he'll ring you again. Try his luck, see if you answer a second time. So I was like, no, it's fine. I'm not answering again. Did the same thing. He rings me, I think it was six times. When I've told this story before, I've said seven. But when I actually think about it, I'm like, would I have let seven calls ring out like that's quite a lot so maybe it was like four maybe I am over exaggerating anyway in my head he rang me like six times and obviously by the last call I'm like right something's wrong here I need to excuse myself from this meeting and go see what the crack is because someone's died or something serious is happening and I need to call my dad right now I excuse myself from the meeting and they're like yeah is everything okay I'm like yeah yeah I just need to make a quick call I go around the back call my dad expecting you know obviously the worst he answers and I'm like hey what's wrong and he goes nothing just seeing how your how your day is going <laughs> I was like are you fucking serious <laughs> six calls to see how my day is going <laughs> like I appreciate the persistence just you know to talk to your daughter I I love that but also relax (laughs) okay my peak of this week let me think I went out for a really nice dinner in Leeds on Saturday night to a place called Eat Your Greens which is all like small plates sharing stuff and it's all sustainably sourced they get everything from like the Leeds farmers market and it was just vibey. It was a cool place. They stay open as a bar till like one. They've got a DJ, really nice cocktails. That was cool. Um, I'm also going to say actually another little peek. So on the Sunday, it was such a nice sunny day. I had a big lion because we were out obviously for dinner and then we stayed out after a bit uh, the night before. But I had a big lion. I got up. I went to my local cafe, edited uh, last week's podcast. I finished at about five o'clock. 
And then I walked to the park and met my friend and we had a little picnic in the sun and it was just really cute. Like we had crackers and vegan coleslaw and vegan ham. And what else did we have? I can't even remember. Was that, oh, and some hummus. And then we came back and I made breakfast for dinner. Do you ever get in the mood for that? Breakfast slash brunch for dinner and have like hash brown sausages, beans, toast, mushrooms, the whole shebang. So good. I love when you satisfy that craving. So yeah, not really one thing, but that was my peak of the week. My Saturday and Sunday was cute. My recommendation of this week, it's socks and sandals. I don't care if it looks dorky. I love the socks and sandals look and I will be rocking it right through until November. I don't know, till weather permits it. Sorry, also, why are we not getting a spring? Like we had that nice day on Sunday and... I don't like we're just not really I was out at the gym today in shorts and on the walk home I was like it's actually freezing like it's coat weather why am I out in shorts right now yeah it's we're in the middle of May what's going on I just hope it means we're gonna get a good summer but it could also mean the opposite couldn't it I actually got caught out in the rain the other day wearing socks and sandals though which is not the nicest sensation in the world I can't lie having wet socks in your shoes yeah it's not really the vibe. My words of this week are, if it's out of your hands, let it out of your mind too. Who's I listening? Oh, I was listening to Diary of CEO this morning and he was saying, what did he say? Oh, some of my biggest worries in life or something along those lines. Some of my biggest worries in life uh, never even happened because we just like worry about things that don't even happen. What's the point in it? So yeah, if it's out of your hands, let it out of your mind. This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like recently my emotions have just been all over the place, like completely haywire. And I know in myself it's because I'm bottling things up, I'm letting things stress me out and I'm spiralling about them. I'm not talking about it. I'm just sitting there overthinking them, letting them stress me out even more. And as a result, I'm irritable. I'm getting angry at things I shouldn't really be getting angry at. I'm not able to be present and be in the moment because all I'm thinking is how stressed out I am about certain things. I know I'm not alone in this. I know this is something that so many of us face. We feel like we don't want to talk to our friends and family members about things that are stressing us out because they might seem small or insignificant in comparison to other things. Or we might just not even know how to go about initiating that conversation or opening up in that way to certain people and just getting the words out and that's why therapy can be such an amazing safe space to get things off of your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down and causing you to feel like this. I have benefited from therapy so much in the past and one of the main things I think therapy brought to my life was just an immediate safe space where I knew it was time for me to talk, it was time for me to open up and talk about my stressors. I didn't have to have this like awkward kind of chat where I was like hey I want to talk about this or like not really knowing how to go about that with a friend or a family member it just is that safe space for you to open up about these things straight away and there's no faffing around and I think dedicating that time each week and allowing that space for you to open up in that way is literally the most beneficial thing for your mental health because just getting it out there 
takes away half of the stress straight away. And then not only that, but you talk it through, you rationalize it, you learn, you know, different better ways you can cope with these stressors. Also how to develop healthy boundaries and healthy routines and things that are going to be preventative for these stressors in the first place. Therapy honestly just empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And I mean, who doesn't want that? If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and completely suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. With over 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. My listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash crack. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash crack, C-R-A-I-C. And thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Right, let's move on to this week's podcast topic. I'm really excited because we are back for another Girly Chats episode. I feel like I haven't done one of these in the longest time. I always love getting all of your questions and your dilemmas. So let's just jump straight into the first one. Question number one. Do you think you can forgive someone for cheating if they are working to get your trust back? I think this depends on the situation and on your mindset. So... I think if you can genuinely see that this was like a one-off mistake, the person is really regretful and remorseful and wants to show you that, you know, this isn't going to happen again, then I think you can definitely decide you're going to forgive them. However, if it was like an ongoing thing that involved a lot of lies and secrecy and manipulation, I don't think that's forgivable. If they don't feel, if they don't seem like they're that remorseful, it's more just like they got caught and as a result are apologizing. I don't think that's very forgivable. And they're they're just apologizing because they got caught out. Yeah, I don't know. It's obviously very circumstantial, but I also think whatever decision you make, like if you decide you're going to forgive them, you need to completely be at peace with that decision and like forgive and forget and move on. You can't keep coming back to the same thing. You can't keep saying you're forgiving them, but then, you know, constantly bring it up and constantly make it an issue in your relationship or get in bad moods and say that's why or always bring it up when they're going out, stuff like that. I feel like if you're going to forgive them, you need to just move on and decide that this is what's happening. And if you don't think you have the capacity to do that, then you need to tell them and that be it. Because there's nothing worse than, you know, someone saying that they are forgiving you, but then you just keep going back to that. It's not healthy for either parties. All right, next question. I'm going on a date with a guy who is just fresh out of a relationship. Am I a rebound or have I a chance? Hmm... I think you are a rebound but I don't think there's anything wrong with that and I also don't think it means that you don't have a chance because I know people that have gotten into relationships with their rebounds. 
it's almost one of those ones where like it can happen because you're not expecting it in a way because when someone comes out of a relationship and maybe they are just looking for a rebound then if they do happen to find that connection with someone and it kind of like not proves that yeah I guess proves that that past relationship was supposed to end and that they can like see all these good traits in this new person that maybe their old partner didn't have then before you know it you could just be like head over heels for the new person I don't know I don't think you should deep it I don't think you don't have a chance like you very much do but also don't like get in the headspace of oh I'm just a rebound because you never know but also any date could just be like a one-off date and then that be it so I guess just like treat it as the same as you do with any other date because realistically you don't show up to every date thinking that's going to be your next boyfriend I don't know actually maybe you do (laughs) but like you know what I mean when you don't really know someone you're just going on first date with them you don't think that's going to be your boyfriend you wait and see so just yeah just wait and see with this one as well okay next question thoughts on getting back with your ex (laughs) fucking hell I am the queen of getting back with my ex. I think I've done this in every relationship, have I? Maybe two out of three. Do you know what? One time I did get back with an ex and it actually did work out for a substantial amount of time. Like, I think we got back together for like more than a year. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I think you need to really think about your reasons for getting back. Because if you're just going back to them because you miss the comfort of having someone but you know they're not good for you and you know the reasons that you broke up still stand in place you're only doing yourself like problems in the long run you know what I mean you're only delaying when you're delaying the hurt you're delaying the pain you're delaying getting over them like you're spending time that could be spent working on yourself and getting over someone falling back into bad habits with the person that you know you're not going to be with do you know what I mean But then there's obviously other scenarios where two people have broken up and lived their life, let's say, for a couple months, realise that this actually isn't what they wanted. Maybe they had this idea in their head of like them going on to do something else and needing to be single for it or whatever it was. Both people have realised it's not for them and actually they can make whatever it is that they want to do work whilst being in the relationship and I think if you can recognize that and see that, you know, there wasn't actually any real problems or if there was real problems, they've been smoothed out, they've been fixed, they've been worked on. And then you come back together and you can build a better relationship because of it. I think that's fine to get back together then. I also think in just like normal scenarios, like, okay, not what I just said, but just like with a breakup where there has been problems in the relationship. I always think sometimes it is good to just get back together once so that you can give yourself peace of mind. This is what I told myself the last time. I was like, do you know what? We'll get back together. We'll try and make this work. If it doesn't work, then at least I am like fully not accepting of the relationship ending. What's the word? Like I am fully aware after getting back together and giving it another shot then that it's not going to work because you know both people in that situation have given it their all and even then it didn't work so it kind of like almost makes it a little bit easier because you're never holding on to this like what if we got back together and what if we did that and it actually ended up being the right thing for us then you can move past that idea of what if 
So I think there's no harm in like getting back together once, especially if it is playing on your mind, because who knows, you know, you could get back together and it'd be good. But also, as I said, you could get back together, then break up and then it'll give you more peace of mind. But I mean, I'm really not one to give out advice in this scenario. Well, I mean, I can give the advice. I just wish I would take my own advice. But yeah, I would just say try and stick to only getting back together the one time and then moving on after that because I think if you start doing the whole back and forth, breaking up, getting back together like several times, first of all, you're completely like diminishing what breaking up means. Like it just means nothing. Like you're just going to break up and get back together like it's nothing. And second of all, it's just a waste of energy. Like, you know, you know yourself truly in your head and heart that it's not going to work out. So you're only causing yourself like pain after pain. And it's probably just going to take a bit of an emotional toll on you, to be honest. It's not worth it. It's not worth all that energy. Uh, But yeah, as I said, I am a big fat hypocrite when it comes to speaking about that. (laughs) What was it? Like three or four times I did this? yeah I mean moving I think it's not me a lesson I think moving forward I'm gonna stick to the one rule I hope okay moving on next dilemma can you teach us how to give less fucks about having an online presence I've just started a social media internship for a fashion brand and there's a part of me that's scared of what people are gonna think when I post reels or tiktoks how do you ooze with confidence and learn to give less fucks right this is what you have to remember Everyone and anyone who has a social media presence has not had that their whole life. Like they have all started from nothing as well. So you can sit there and stew over how you might think it's embarrassing or how it might be perceived by other people. But all the people that have got to where they are now had to go through that as well. Like when I was 18 working as a makeup artist and had probably like 7,000 followers on Instagram... I used to talk on my stories like I was that bitch. (laughs) I used to literally talk as if I had like a big audience. And people obviously took the piss out of me, but like, I don't know. I feel like people are going to take the piss out of anything. That is just like British and Irish humour is take the piss out of people. So you can do it and get the piss taken out of you and laugh about it and just like see it for what it is. As long as you're not getting bullied, do you know what I mean? Or you can use that as an excuse not to do it, but then you'll always sit and be like, why did I let other people's opinion affect what I'm doing? Because at the end of the day, people taking the piss on me, like, it was funny. Do you know what I mean? In my yearbook, on my name, people call me Emanuel MUA, like, at Emanuel MUA, as if that was my Instagram handle, because I thought I was, like, a makeup artist, apparently, at the time, which I probably did. I used to literally spend, like, three hours doing my makeup before a night out. I can't cope. (laughs) Obviously, people were like, why is she getting on like that with her 7,000 followers? But you have to do that in order to gain any sort of following. And I also just think it's so normalised now, especially because of TikTok. Like, I think before TikTok, it was kind of just like the the Instagram baddies and the makeup artists and maybe some, like, gym content, like gym girlies on Instagram. Whereas now, I feel like everyone posts content on TikTok. And as a result, you kind of like always see people filming on their phones. Like, I just think taking, shooting stuff like out and about in everyday life has become a lot more normalized. You know what I mean? I see people taking stuff of themselves all the time in my gym. 
it's been really normalized even people like taking selfies on snapchat on the bus whereas before you'd have been a bit mortified to do stuff like that I know that's not like content that's like a lot more simple but I just think no one actually cares anymore and yeah you bump into the odd person that'll laugh at you or scowl or make a weird face but so what like does that affect your life no are you gonna let your life be determined by people that are going to turn their nose up and stuff like that you shouldn't because they're not your target audience anyway they're just going to be haters <laughs> also I think the fact that you're working for a brand and doing the content like it might yeah be your face but like you're doing it on behalf of the brand I honestly don't think people would take the best half as much for something like that because it's just your job role like it's actually seen as your job it's what you're paid to do who you can really laugh about that You've almost got like a little bit of a security blanket. Do you know what I mean? Not that I'm saying that you can't do stuff for your own socials, but like you've kind of got that security blanket where you're like, oh, but I'm doing this for my job. Also, I just think a lot of that kind of stems from jealousy. I mean, it doesn't always stem from jealousy. I know sometimes it's just from people that just turn their noses up at it and maybe just don't get it, but let them just don't get it. Do you know what I mean? Like, It's not your job to make them try and get it they don't get it for everyone it's not just you it's not a personal thing um but yeah I think with a lot of others it does stem from jealousy a bit okay next dilemma small things to feel like a hot girl in exam season dot 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 I'm in pain (laughs) this reminds me so much of being in school and feeling like the grossest human in the world throughout all of your exams and then having like all your appointments booked for the day you finished how exciting was that glow up oh my god (laughs) I don't even know why you let yourself get into such a state through exams like it's like you just forget about absolutely anything I'm actually quite good with this now so even though I can remember that I didn't used to do this back then now I'm really like I have my non-negotiables in a day that I do that I know make me feel good And even in like high stress situations or when I have a lot going on, I still make them a priority because they're just as important for me as doing your uni work or your school work or your revision or whatever it is. I mean, you don't have to be a hot girl on exam season. You're probably locked away. So it's not that big of a deal really, is it? You're in your chrysalis era. You're about to come out of your cocoon and be a beautiful butterfly for hot girl summer. But I think you can definitely like, maybe work out in your head or write down things that you know will like make you feel better in the day this will look different to everyone for some people it's as simple as making sure you do your skincare morning and night or it might be like going on a nice walk every day or going to the gym it could even just be like making a nice nutritious meal and instead of like being in a rush and eating something you grab from the freezer or something like that because I know for me like when I eat good food I feel a lot better but yeah, I think work out what your things are. Just try to implement them every day and make them a priority and make them fit around your schedule. Because realistically, you probably do have time for these things, but you're just spending that time like, well, for me anyway, procrastinating or like, look at your screen time. Do you know what I mean? How much of that screen time could you dedicate to doing things that make you feel better? That's what I always think about. <laughs> how much better my life could be and how much like, more content I would be and more educated and more how many books I would have read with all that fucking screen time it drives me crazy right I'm gonna answer this next one because I actually get this a lot (laughs) and I feel like I should just answer it because 
yeah as I said it's just a question a lot of people ask me could you discuss more about your sexuality you give off major bi girl vibes do you know the amount of people that ask me if I'm bisexual literally on a daily or weekly basis (laughs) I do you know what when I think about it I actually sometimes can see it like I can see in certain photos or videos why I'm giving off bi girl vibes I think it's actually mainly down to my septum ring and tattoos I'm probably the way I dress to be fair I don't know I don't know what it is a combination of all of the above and when I'm out people like girls always approach me and ask me if I'm gay also one of my friends like a lot of her she's a makeup artist and like some of her clients would be like oh really is she not bisexual I thought she is for some reason everyone seems to think this of me and I hate to break it to you all but I'm not and I kind of wish I was unfortunately I'm as straight as it gets which is really inconvenient for me because I actually despise men uh (laughs) like part of me really wishes I could have these experiences with girls because I actually love women so much I appreciate women a lot more I think they're a lot more beautiful I think they have a lot more to offer I think they're a lot more emotionally intelligent I could go on like the list is endless of how much I appreciate women but I just don't I'm not sexually attracted to them and I do low-key wish I was because I do think it would like open up a lot of I don't know I just think it'd be fun to be able to date a variety of people in that way and to have like different experiences with different people but yeah I'm really I'm straight as it gets and I hate it so I'm sorry to disappoint anyone (laughs) there's actually loads from other people being like have you ever explored your sexuality I mean apart from like you know when you're a young teenager and you're getting drunk at parties and kissing all your friends apart from that no um but yeah as I said unfortunately I'm not sexually attracted to women okay moving on how not to get the ick for literally anyone who fancies you girl I think this is just a sign that you're not like you're just happy on your own right now it's your body's way of saying fuck off essentially to people that are (laughs) making a move on you and that's so fine. Sometimes you need these cues from your body and these icks to, I don't know, keep you on your path. You're obviously doing something right in your life on your own. So I wouldn't worry about it. I feel like when the time comes and it's right and it feels right for you to meet someone or be with someone, then your body won't react in that way. And you then you'll like feel that it's really right. Do you know what I mean? But for now, I think just take it for what it is. Let yourself get the ick get your funny stories out of it of what gave you the ick and tell all your friends yeah I kind of low-key love when you're in this phase of life to be honest because you feel like such a you feel like the stereotypical fuckboy but as a female and I love it (laughs) okay next dilemma when your friend gets too drunk they get aggressive and you don't know how to bring it up I've actually had this before and what I will say is that I think it's nine times out of ten a sign of an issue that's deeper like I think it's usually reflective of something going on in their life or something they're bottling up inside or something they're dealing with and it's coming out in anger and aggression when they're drinking obviously this isn't the case for everyone and some people alcohol just doesn't sit well with and they do just get more aggressive so you know that could be the case as well but I would say definitely don't bring it up when they're drunk and aggressive because it'll probably be met with a lot of aggression and defensiveness 
wait until they're sober and speak to them about it and say, look, I don't think this is like normal behavior. It's really scary because I don't know what way you're going to react and this and that. And just say, look, is there something else going on? Is there a reason you're reacting like this? Or it maybe is it a specific type of alcohol? Some people say, you know, like red wine makes them emotional or rum makes them horny. <laughs> maybe there's a certain type of alcohol that's making them aggressive. And if it's none of those things and it's more just like that's just the way they go when they are drinking, you could just suggest them not drinking so much so it doesn't end so catastrophically for everyone involved. You just need to say that in the right way. You don't want to just outwardly say, I think you should stop drinking so much because especially someone with these traits, they could get really defensive about that. But I think you need to frame it in a way where like, you know, this is what you're doing on nights out. Like I think we should all maybe stop drinking so much and we're causing a lot of carnage here type of thing. Oh, someone said, the thought of going back to uni at 23 is really scaring me. I went back at 22, so not far off. And yeah, it's scary. It is really scary. You know you're in for a completely different experience. But I think with that comes also a lot of positives. One being that you very much know you're there to study what you want to study and to get your head down. You know, you're not there to faff around and to be out partying five nights a week and live kind of that, I guess, stereotypical uni lifestyle, which is really nice to not have to do and to just know that you're there to do your best in something. I have actually really enjoyed it. And even though, yes, it has been hard in the whole making friends department and finding people your age that kind of have similar interests and want to do similar things yeah it's difficult but it is possible there's also a lot more people than you you would think going back to uni at that age like you kind of just think you're going to be the oldest and a lot of the time you do feel like the oldest especially if you're in like a classroom full of 18 year olds but there's other times where you meet like a lot of people that have maybe you know taken two gap years then started a course and then realized it wasn't a course for them so then started in first year in another course so maybe they're like 21 now um which isn't really much of an age gap There's also ways you can meet older people, like things you can go to. There are usually postgraduate pages or mature student pages that you can join, like for your university and meet people. Like, you know, those Facebook chats and stuff. Also, some unis have like postgrad specific halls. Because I know there's one place in Leeds that has them. And apparently it gets booked up really fast because they're just kind of like hotspot apartments in the center of Leeds and all the postgrads want them. So yeah, they were they were sold out when I was looking to move to Leeds, but that was my first kind of plan was to move into them. And then when I didn't get them, I thought, right, I'm not going into halls with a load of 18 year olds. So I looked for a house because people are always selling the rooms last minute when it comes to like summertime because people get last minute placements or they'll decide to drop out or whatever it is. There are always rooms going on those Facebook pages. So that's quite good because you have a lot more choice then because you can see what how all the other housemates are. You can see what they're like, have a call with them. Um, yeah, that's what I did. And most of my housemates were a little bit older and kind of seemed like my vibe. And it just made me a lot more confident going into the situation, like knowing that I wasn't going to be paired up with a load of party animals that were 18 and living a completely different lifestyle to me. It also just means trying to make more of an effort 
to meet the older people when you can. So say for example on your course there's not many older people you can just accept that you're not going to meet them there but then like try make an effort when you are out. If you're like out in bars maybe talk to the staff, talk to people you bump into and try and like get people's numbers that way. I, I used to feel so weird I remember like the first it wasn't even the first bit of uni because first bit of uni, first year of uni was in like lockdown pretty much. I barely lived in Leeds. Probably second year of uni when I actually started like going out in Leeds. Anytime I'd meet people that seemed like my vibe and were like a little bit older, I'd be like, give me your number. <laughs> and I felt like so old school because who gets each other's numbers these days? But um, yeah, that's kind of just how you have to go about it really. Okay, next one. I'm really wanting to start going to the gym once I finish with my uni work. I just have never been before and the idea of it's making me really anxious. Right now I run outdoors but I'd really like to incorporate some form of exercise that's not cardio. I just wouldn't even know where to start and I'm actually terrified of looking stupid and not knowing what I'm doing. I feel like this is such a common issue that people have and I completely get it because you know you go into a busy gym full of people all knowing what they're doing well seemingly knowing what they're doing and you're just kind of like looking around staring at things not knowing how they work like everything is quite intimidating in a gym if you don't know how to work it but like everyone has had that point in their life no one has like been born fresh out of the womb knowing how to use all the gym equipment so just remember that like everyone has had to learn at some stage even though it feels like everyone knows what they're doing I absolutely love the Shreddy app. I know I rave about it all the time. But yeah, it's an, a gym app and it basically gives you all your workouts. It shows you little video clips of how each like exercise looks. But there's so many different ways of doing this. Like now with TikTok, you can see people's workouts on that and they fully instruct you on how to do, let's say like a hip thrust, they'll fully instruct you on how to do the right form and correct posture and all that stuff. So you know, utilize those things. You could even follow like a YouTube upper body day or lower body day. You could go with a friend who knows what they're doing and maybe get them to show you the ropes a little bit. Maybe try and train with them for a couple weeks when you can. Also make use of the gym staff. Like they're there for a reason. They're there for people's safety and to help people and to correct them when they're doing things wrong or something might be like dangerous if they're doing it wrong use them like they're not there to just twiddle their thumbs you know what I mean they're all PTs and they'd all have absolutely no problem with you going up to them and telling them or asking them how to use something in fact I know that a lot of those in the kind of you know like in uh gym group and I can't even remember the names of them but those like big chains like pure gym and stuff a lot of them will actually offer free or discounted PT sessions for like one session just to kind of show you the ropes it's so it's even worth seeing if any of them offer that or even if they'll do like a discounted one for you and a friend could even split the cost literally pay like I don't know 10 or 15 pounds and be like look I'm gonna be honest with you I cannot afford to have like a weekly PT or anything but I really want this session to just like maybe this and one other session to for you to just teach me how to use different machines and different like weight stuff and then I feel like once you've got a bit of a grasp on how the different like things feel and how your form should feel when you're lifting certain things then you'll actually be able to follow all the TikToks and the YouTube videos a lot more easily because you'll kind of know better what you're doing. Also maybe at the start just try going at times when it's not as busy because there's nothing worse than like a packed gym 
where you feel like everyone's packed in like little sardines staring at each other in the mirrors you know (laughs) I know not everyone wants to get up super early and go to the gym before work but for the sake of while you're getting into it and trying to you know find your way in the gym and learn all these things it's maybe worth trying to go really early at a time when it's not that busy also don't be scared to ask other girls other women what they're doing because women are so nice and so kind and they've always got your back and yes someone might be a little startled that you're stopping them in the gym if they've got their headphones on but people are always more than willing to help and I've actually done this before where I saw a girl doing this mad like what some I think she was doing something mad with the smith machine and I just like never seen it before or I, I think I did it another time someone was doing a really mad variation with dumbbells and some form of split squat and I was like what is this wizardry happening here I need in on it and I've literally just asked them both times I've been like can you show me how you do that or like what is that that you're doing people are always willing to help in the gym I promise you like if someone came up to me and asked me I'd just be like just train with me just follow my lead it's always nice to work out with someone I've been my flatmate has been trying to get into the gym recently and same as you like trying to learn things because she's literally never been to the gym before doesn't know how to work anything or what weights target where and all this so we've just been like training together and it's always nice to have someone to train with no this one's really funny right would love to hear your advice on a cringy insta boy in person everything 10 out of 10 but on instagram he has one bought fake followers (laughs) two likes his own photos off his account three posts really cringy shit i'm trying to remember instagram isn't real life and not let it be an issue but i would be so embarrassed to tag him in a story lol (laughs) no i can't no i'm sorry this would give me the ick straight away why is this boy buying fake followers why does that matter so much to him i kind of want to know what you mean by what he's posting is cringy because there's different different levels to cringiness, you know? Like, is he just being confident and you're not maybe used to a boy being like that on Instagram? Or is it, like, really bad? I'm envisioning it's really bad. <laughs> I really want to know who it is. I want to be able to create their Instagram. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if... Okay, if it is what I'm imagining, if it is, like, really, really cringy stuff... I don't know that I could look past it. I think it would actually ick me out so much that I wouldn't be able to meet up with them again. Like it would, it would just give me the ick before the next day and I'd be like, no, this this is not happening. <laughs> but if it was like just, you know, a couple of gym photos and just a couple of cringy captions, I could see past that. That's fine. Definitely no worse than what I post. You're just going to have to never tag him in anything if you carry forward with this. Okay, we'll leave it there for this week's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. It was really fun doing another girly chat again. Thank you for sending me in all your dilemmas. Remember to give me a little five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Share it with your friends and family on your Instagram stories. Spread the hair for the crack word. As always, thank you all so much for the continued love and support. It means the world to me. And I will speak to you in next week's episode. Bye.